I just have a tiny random story that Krista likes. <laughs> so growing up, I climbed trees all the time. It's like one of my favorite things to do. And my dad is a safety freak by extreme means because he's in the military. So I was never allowed to climb trees, obviously, but I still did it when he wasn't around. And so fast forward to I'm an adult. <laughs> I think, I think this was four years ago or so. It wasn't so long ago. Uh, I live next to my parents. They have like adjoining properties and stuff. So, I mean, if I'm in my front yard and they're in their front yard, we could see each other. Otherwise, it's just woods. But I was climbing one of my trees because a bunch of branches broke up top and we I have like a tree trimming chainsaw. So I climbed up this tree and when I was getting up there, the block I stepped up on fell over. I was like, okay, well, problem for later. And then just kept going up. And I tried to trim some of the branches, but essentially, like, by myself, I could have seriously gotten hurt. I could have fallen out of the tree because of how the branch would have landed. Whatever. And so I kind of sat up there for a minute, and I was thinking, especially since I didn't have an easy way down. So I was kind of just, like, hanging out in the tree. And then my dad gets home in the middle of the day. He even pulls down my driveway so he could turn his truck around in his. And I had to hide in this tree. Because <laughs> so I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> my, my dad can't see that I'm in a tree with a chainsaw. Like, and I don't have any safety equipment on. And what's even funnier is I had my dog at the time. And he had no idea where the fuck I was. Like, he was just, like, running about. I started messing with him. I'd whistle and he'd stop and look around. And he came, like, and sat under the tree, and I just kept teasing him, and he'd stand up and go off, like, where is she, like, looking for me? And then my dad got on the four-wheeler and started driving around, like, in my yard looking for me, and I'm just sitting in a tree, like, don't see me, like, completely hiding, trapped in a tree. <laughs> and eventually, I think he even tried to call me, but, like, my phone fell out of my pocket, too. And so the phone freaked out my dog. <laughs> I was just like... What is going to happen? I don't know. And then I started thinking, I'm like, can I even get out of this tree? <laughs> What's going to happen? And eventually my dad, like, went back inside. And so I had to get out of the tree. And essentially all you could do is just land on your ass. So I, like, got to as low as I could and then just, <laughs> just fell on my butt. And my dog was like, ah! <laughs> where did you come from? <laughs> I was so surprised. I was like, okay, let's go in. <laughs> but you were okay. You didn't hurt yourself, right? Yeah, I'm fine. Like, not, not the nap. That's what your butt's for. Like, it's fine. I didn't even realize that it was with your dog. I don't know why. For some reason, I thought it was with your cat. Uh, no. Fluff. <laughs> my dog. I just kept whistling and making noises. He's like, what the fuck? Like, he would just look around. He never thought to look up into a tree. <laughs> Do you think Septimus would have known? Septimus wouldn't have given a shit. Like, or if anything, he would have tried to climb it, realized it would have been harder than he intended, and then just gave up and laid there and waited. I do, like, as an aside to this small story, I do like when the Mockingjays learn Septimus's cry and would tease you. The Mockingbirds <laughs> fuck with me so hard. Yeah, Fluff, my cat Septimus, I call him Fluff, he's allowed outside. He goes gardening with me, he goes hiking, like, he's a butt Fluff. But he, like, he'll cry so much. If he doesn't want to walk, he'll just walk towards me slowly while crying the entire time. I'm like, either lay down or shut up. Like, I don't know what you want from me. I'm not coming over there to pick you up. He just does that the whole way he's walking towards me. And apparently the mockingbirds in my area learned that call. And they started tormenting me. Like, I'd be outside looking for Septimus. I'd be calling for him. And the mockingbirds would, like, make the same noise that he makes. And I would try to go follow it. And then eventually I figured out it was the stupid birds. I'm like, Fluff's inside. Like, why did I Why did I just start thinking he was out here? Oh, the mockingbirds started meowing. God damn it. <laughs> the mockingbirds started meowing. Yeah, they wouldn't leave me alone. My crows tricked me out of chips the other day. Bastards. I give them so much. I feed them cake and they steal my chips. They, um, they use Septimus. I don't know why they use my cat as, like, the scapegoat. But I was eating Chipotle, like, on my front porch, and I had a bunch of chips. And I heard, like, the crows started calling. I was like, oh, they know I have something. Crows love corn. And one of them, like, got on my roof and started throwing things off the side of my roof. And I thought it was Septimus. I thought Septimus was, like, coming up and, like, doing something. And so I walked over there, and then there was nothing. And then they got my chips, the bag ripped, and they just fell over the front porch. I was like, you goddamn assholes! <laughs> Those are my chips! <laughs> and then they sat on my roof calling at me until Septimus did come up and then they flew off. What the hell? <laughs> I give you so much and this is what you do. 
This is Passion for Your Passion, a podcast where we talk about very normal hobbies and sometimes very strange ones. I'm Krista. And I'm Julie. And today, we're gonna make it weird again. It's a Krista special. We're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! for kids TV show. I still can't believe it! Pegasus used some kind of weird spell to grab your grandpa's soul away! And now he's toying with you! It's time to duel with the ghoul! It can't be! With my catapult turtle, I can launch my dragon champion toward your castle, shattering its flotation ring, thereby causing it to collapse on top of your monsters. This card game is a load of bollocks. So, we're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh!, which you may have heard about in your childhood, the TV show, the card game. But Krista, what what specifics are we talking about when we say Yu-Gi-Oh? I mean, okay, first of all, I think everybody who was born in the 90s to early 2000s knows about Yu-Gi-Oh. It was probably on. I don't, I mean, whether you actually watched it or paid attention, it was probably on. But for this, just because of my upbringing, we're going to be talking about the four kids TV show mostly. I'm going to like sprinkle in some other kind of facts, but that was the one I grew up on. That's the one that I watched. That's the one that I watched people make Yu-Gi-Oh! the Abridged series and, you know, all this stuff. We're going to get into this more, but that's the one I want to talk about. Okay, fair enough. I'm. This is a topic that I don't know a whole lot about. I've dabbled in pieces of it because, as we mentioned, it's a 90s thing. Like, it was in your life at some point or another. But did it just start because it was always there? Like, is there a specific reason why this is the topic, like, that you're talking about? Yeah. So... I just feel there was this period of my life where I just was constantly watching Yu-Gi-Oh! And I think it, in some capacity, I think it has to do with parts of my upbringing which were a little bit strange. Where, so like, I feel like a lot of people who are my age were in a TV generation. They watched a lot of things and they watched a lot of things constantly. Uh, that wasn't really the way that my situation was because I kind of grew up without having like TV at home. I I could watch stuff, but it was like very basic TV. Stuff like Lost, for example, was like something we could easily watch, but I couldn't like very easily watch cartoons. Because of that, like I basically would watch TV after school. And so I saw like a lot of after school specials and like the the TV shows that would come on from like 3.30 to 5.30, and I don't know why, but whatever one of the stations was that I watched a lot, Yu-Gi-Oh! was always on. It was always on every day, and, like, sometimes I would be more into it. I remember there was, like, a period of time where I, like, was watching it every day. Like, I was, like, I think when I was younger, I saw Yu-Gi-Oh! and it was, like, kind of on, but I didn't really pay attention to it, but then I got to a certain age where I was like, okay, like, I'm gonna... <laughs> watch this. I'm gonna learn the story because I feel like it's been around and I don't know the story. And I went through two, two and a half seasons and then those motherfuckers looped it. <laughs> and they went back to the beginning in the first season. And I never got past season three. And it's one of the worst things. Haunts you to this day. <laughs> it haunts me. And it's funny because my TV experience is very weird. I didn't have a TV for a long time. Like, we definitely didn't have cable or anything like that. We had only, like, VHSs. And then we just skipped. We went from nothing but VHSs to, like, the recording, whatever you wanted to watch at all times with every single channel. I never got to experience this just looking for something to watch and then finding it. I either knew what I wanted to watch or had a VHS. Like, there's no in-between. Yeah, like TiVo. Yeah. Yeah, that thing. Which I guess people don't really do TiVo anymore, which is weird. It was, like, a thing and... Now it's gone. Now it's streaming. For me, it was just, I had this period of time where I could watch TV, and so I would, like, watch those things. But there was a lot of TV shows from our childhood that people will talk about, and I really just, like, didn't get an opportunity to watch that. Like, I think, like, one that we were talking about the other day was The Adventures of Billy and Mandy. The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Because I definitely have watched that show a little bit. But, like, no more than, like, an episode or two. And so it's weird, but that is a very popular TV show from, like, our childhood. And I'm like, I I don't have much to say about it. Sorry, I have a lot to say about Yu-Gi-Oh! 
<laughs> How specific of you? Yeah, there. I mean, there's a couple niche ones. I think I had niche NHSs. Like, nobody's ever fucking heard of because my mom found them, like, in the discount bin and they were all these weird anime nonsense. Like, how did she think I'd be normal ever? Like, she... Yeah. She's giving me so many weird things. So I I get the whole having a weird anime, at least. I have had those. But, I mean, what it sounds like, even though it was your only option half the time, like, it was just what you found, it also seems like you grew a love for it. You're just like, this is my thing now. Yeah, so it's kind of complicated. And I think, I think anybody who has ever watched this show probably does kind of understand this part of it. It's... It's beyond ridiculous. Like, I don't know, because when we were talking about this before, I had, like, given you a couple episodes. I don't know if you, like, watched any of those at all. Even in those two episodes, the voice actors, the plot lines, the fact that they are playing this children's card game. Like, okay, we'll probably keep saying that because Julie and I did watch Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series, and that's, like, a thing that they brought up a lot, is, like, they're literally, they're playing, yeah, they're, they're playing something that is essentially like Pokemon cards. You could say it's a little bit edgier than that because it's not like, you know, little chibi characters. They're like dragons and shit. But like, still, a children's card game. And they take it so seriously. And not even that. The rules don't even make sense, which I can maybe get a little bit more into that in a little bit. But like, the rules make no sense. Freaking Seto Kaiba, who... The OG character is just, like, he's so serious. It doesn't even make any sense. Like, it's like, I know people who play Magic and stuff. It's like, you can't be taking this card game that seriously. And then the dumb music. Some of the music is so bad. Okay, so, like, one of the episodes I had wanted you to watch, and this was part of the reason I wanted you to watch it. So I can get mad about the music? Well, no, they're... Well, yeah. Okay, yes and no, (laughs) but... There's, like, this one episode with Kaiba. I think it's, like, season one, episode eight. And for whatever reason, they try to give him a theme song. But the theme song, oh, my God, is so bad. Like, it is literally, like... Survive a fall like that. And this was this was on TV. <laughs> they like, made it. This was a thing. And like, okay, and so. One of the other things, though, that's really weird about this, because, like, you could hear all of this stuff that I'm saying and be like, oh, you know, it's a bad show. Okay, whatever. There is a part of it that is actually kind of good. It is engaging, which is very strange for a show like this. Like, I was telling Julie the other day, like, when I was doing my research for this, I would accidentally watch, like, multiple (laughs) episodes of this, because it is, like, it's very watchable. Like, you, you'll get, like, kind of invested. And then after a while, you're like, why am I watching this? What, what am I, I doing? doing? <laughs> and that was my childhood. That's how they get sucked into the game. The child's card game. What am I doing? Why am I so serious about it? Why am I taking this so seriously? People are dying. <laughs> I'm playing a card game. Well, okay. So, like me, like, I've not, my experience with it has been pretty low. And you told me a few episodes of Watch, and because I'm an asshole, I totally forgot. But, like, no, um, it's okay. So, okay, if someone's listening to this and go, okay, that sounds like something I could waste my time on, or, you know, like, it'd be a nice, cool, relaxing time, where would you start them out at? Well, so the episodes that I picked for you, I more picked because of specific moments, but I think for most people, I would just tell you to watch Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series. Honestly, I tell people the same thing about Dragon Ball. Like, if you want to watch Dragon Ball Z... Watch Dragon Ball the Abridged series. Like it's so good. You get the same amount of information. It's just kind of told in a slightly different way, but like it kind of cuts out some of the, the, the filler yeah. stuff. And honestly, you know, if you watch Yu-Gi-Oh! the Abridged series, you you will get the gist of the story. They don't cut out the story stuff. It's more like 
they just make fun of the stuff that is so ridiculous. Like, for example, I think it's in episode 10? I can't remember. Something happened to Tristan's voice actor. I don't know if he died or whatever, but so, like, Tristan, that character, so this is, like, the guy with the spiky, pointy brown hair, he, like, starts out with a voice that's, like, Hey, Tim, stay down or we're busted. And then all of a sudden, in, like, episode 10, so it's, like, not even that late in the series, he's, like, You've lost it, Joey. You can believe whatever you want, but I won't just stand here and watch you throw your chips away. Like, making your character <laughs> on an RPG and, like, Hello, 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 greetings, hi. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like he literally, like, it's like they had him in the goofy voice, like, kind of like how Joey is. And then I don't, I don't know what happened to his voice actor. Maybe he quit. I don't know. And then it's like serious Tristan. <laughs> and it's, it's so charming. But like in Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series, they make fun of it hard. <laughs> like for that whole episode, like he's got this serious voice and they're like, what happened to you, Tristan? And he's like, I'm super serious now. <laughs> well, what I think when people say abridged, they don't always know what that means exactly. Or they've had like they either know it from literature where they had to read some play that got really weird back in the day, or they they think it's literally just making fun of it. A bridge series, especially when we're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! and Dragon Ball Z, they're fans. Like, they're people that loved these shows, but they also see how stupid and ridiculous they can be, and they play into that. They do, like, so many great things to just play into. I think, like, I love Dragon Ball Z Bridge, because to me, for how much Krista watched Yu-Gi-Oh, I think I watched Dragon Ball Z. And, like, they play into the fact that, like, the scaling system for how strong Goku is just changes so drastically. Like, they'll just say, oh, he died from this character, how horrible, and then three episodes later, they're like, we can grow characters to that power level. Like, this doesn't even matter. <laughs> I know. So insignificant. I mean, okay, so talking about Dragon Ball Z Bridge, for example... One of the one jokes that I think always really makes me laugh is they're on Namek and it's Krillin and he goes to, I think his name's like Kami Guru Kami or Kami Guru or whatever. Kami. The guy who he like, he powers Krillin up basically. And so he powers him up and he's like, I have unlocked all of your potential. And Krillin's like, so this is as good as it's going to be then. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and that's just, and yeah. yeah, basically, I mean, Krillin, he doesn't really get dead. much better. No, they, they have long-standing jokes in both of the series that just, they aren't, they're relative to the show in a way, but they're literally, it's from people that watched all of these episodes so many times. Like, they do a Krillin pone count, like, throughout the whole Abridged series. Oh, yeah. And so it's just, when we say watch the Abridged series, you do get everything you're supposed to get out of it. It's just kind of taking out some of the absolute filler bullshit that nobody needs. Oh, yeah. And adding more humor. Like, that's what it, it takes. It just makes it to where it's not so serious. Well, and plus, so one of the things that I really like about the Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridge series is they point out a few things that you probably wouldn't know just from watching it. One of the things, which, okay, so which, maybe I should get into, like, the history of this just a little bit, because some of this is going to make more sense, like, as to why I'm specifically talking about the four kids version of this. So... Yu-Gi-Oh! is based on a manga, in case anybody wanted to know. I have never read it, so I will put that out there, but a lot of people will tell you that the manga is very different from the TV show. So, it's also weird, too, because basically, there was another Yu-Gi-Oh! which went over, essentially, like, the first season of the manga, the first season of the manga was kind of strange because, like, the best way that I can explain it, and honestly, this is probably going to surprise some people, it was kind of like Saul. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, it was Yami was, like, a master of games. And so he would, like, play these games with people, but, like, the punishment was death. And it was, so like... that's why they're so serious. <laughs> yeah, like, there was, like, some pretty gruesome stuff that they did in the mangas and so from there I think at a certain point people liked the card part of it best and then it went into like another phase and that phase basically became the card game only and they stopped doing some of like the other games that they played but there does exist an anime that is this first season that is pretty I don't 
I'm not sure how gruesome it gets, just because, you know, TV, especially TV with anime and cartoons and stuff can be kind of weird, but it's a lot darker. <laughs> and so anyway, getting back to the Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series, they talk about some of this stuff in there. Some of it being, like, at times, they'll do a card battle, and then Yami Yugi will send people to the Shadow Realm. In the actual comics, they're dying. Like, it's not just straight up, like, oh, yeah, you go to this place, you'll come back, it's all good, whatever. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, no, like, they're just straight up being killed. But they, they changed <laughs> they <did>. it <laughs> in the 4Kids version to just be like, okay, Shadow Realm, that sucks for you, but you'll be fine. We'll It'll see you be later. Okay. And so one of the other ones that really cracks me up that they did in the four... So, okay, well, wait, wait, wait. I have to tell one more part of the story, too. So there are a couple different versions, too, of the second part of Yu-Gi-Oh!, the part with the card games. So there is the American version and the Japanese version. So they did, like, neuter it from what the manga is, even in the Japanese version. But the Japanese version is, like, a certain level more serious than the American version. In the American version, they straight up took out any weapons, all death, and anything sexy. So there are, the American straight, way. There are straight up times where characters are pointing at each other, and they're supposed to be holding guns, and they took it out in the American version. Or there's even, like, another part where, like, somebody has, I think it's, like, a cane, and it's got, like, a switchblade at the bottom, and they just, like, cut out the part that has the switchblade. So there will be all these parts where people are threatening each other. but you don't a finger (laughs) or a cane. Yeah. Or, like, nothing, essentially. (laughs) And it's just like, I'm gonna get you. Noted. (laughs) Cool. Let's play a children's card game. Let's play a children's card game. Yeah, so, yeah. So what do you think about all that? I think that's amazing. <laughs> Not knowing all of this. That makes me want to watch it more. Like, it just sounds so ridiculous. Because, I mean, my exposure to it was people were taking it seriously. Like, I played the card game. I actually collected the cards. This is before we were friends. You didn't know this about me. I collected all the cards and then traded them and sold them. So, <laughs> I did it for the money. I didn't do it. <laughs> Play the game. As it seems like you did a lot of things. I was obsessed with money as a kid. Okay, <laughs> well, so. Well, fair. I mean, yeah, you didn't have as much, so fair. Yeah, it was, like, my whole obsession, which is even funnier because as an adult, I'm like, who cares? But, uh, good point. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was kind of like people would try, it was Digimon was another one. I was like, what? It feels like Pokemon's better than Digimon, and it feels like Dragon Ball Z is better than Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm gonna to these but now as an adult this just sounds like a show that i could get drunk and watch and it would be amazing like oh yeah it's hilarious it is so watchable i mean like if i was going to recommend it to people i would probably just tell them to watch the abridged series because there is like some filler stuff and you know that's not as interesting in Yu-Gi-Oh the tv show but i swear every time that i watch it i end up watching way more than (laughs) what i think i'm gonna watch because it's just like there's this draw to it. And it's just, it's so ridiculous. It's like, it's like watching a train wreck. <laughs> well, I remember this phase in our life specifically because I always found it weird that you preferred the Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge. And I was like, well, clearly, like, Dragon Ball Z Bridge is better. And then we also watched all the Red versus Blue. Like, all of this time, those were, like, the three things we were completely obsessed with. I just watched all of them. Like, we never stopped. We just kept watching them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, because when, I mean, there's probably a lot more now, but when we were younger, it didn't go that far. Like, I I can't remember. I want to say when I stopped watching Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series, they got to, like, Battle City. So that's, like, all through the first season. And I think for Dragon Ball, I think they got to, like, the Frieza fight. And I think I, like, finished watching the Frieza fight and, like, some of the aftermath after that. But that was basically when I stopped. When we started, it was new. Like, I remember there were only 10 episodes of the Dragon Ball Z, and it was when Goku was still fighting Vegeta. Like, it was still in that face. <laughs> but we watched it a lot. <laughs> but this is an excellent thing, and I recommend both of these very highly. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I don't know, I guess, if they still stand up. I mean, I'm sure they're probably a little bit old and a little bit janky, but I still, I just love some of the parts. Where it's just like people with their fingers pointed at each other and it's like, I have an invisible gun and I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get, get you with my <laughs> invisible gun. 
Okay, it doesn't sound funny when I sound when I say it like that, but like it's it's been a while since I've watched Yu-Gi-Oh! the Abridged series. There's like moments that I can think of that are like really stupid. I I think like the one that I really remember the most is the one with the Tristan, like <laughs> where he's got the oh and the stupid because that was one of the other ones I wanted you to watch is like so one of the first episodes it's like episode three, they're like going to the dual kingdom, and. I don't know why, but, like, Tristan and Taya are just there. And for whatever reason, like, I, I'm gonna guess it's, like, they're translating to Japanese, but they're just saying, like, weird stuff. Hey, Taya, stay down or we're busted. It's freezing out here. I can't sit still. <laughs> In another few hours, the sun will rise. <laughs> mm, that's not funny, Tristan. She's like, shut up, Tristan. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this interaction? Could have made them say anything. That did not need to go that way. <laughs> what does this mean? What's the significance of this moment? <laughs> yeah, Why you could have just cut it. <laughs> you could have cut it. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, not even to mention some of the other, like, ridiculous stuff that they made fun of. Because one of the ones, and I think this is, like, in it's like in episode one or episode two. So Yu-Gi-Oh! has, like, a very strong friendship theme to it. That's, like, the thing. But it is... Oh man, it's so over the top. And like, I get that kids shows are like that sometimes. I think it's because that season, the one that was like more like Saul, didn't exist. So like, they don't have that time to like establish anything. There's like this weirdness where it's very forced. We're best friends. You better believe it. And it's, but why though? It's kind of weird. But anyway, there's this one moment where basically like Yugi's gonna lose or something. And then like Taya's like, oh, I'm going to do this thing so we can be best friends and all this stuff. So they all put their hands in. And I think in the Japanese version, they probably draw like a Japanese character. But because that didn't translate to American, they just put a smiley face, like a big like D smiley face on their hands. And so they have, oh my gosh. and it doesn't even look good. <laughs> like it's literally like they took Microsoft Paint and just <laughs> painted it. And so then they're like holding here. it up and they'll see like, Oh my god. Okay, and there's one more moment I have to specifically talk about in Yu-Gi-Oh! that just really absolutely cracks me up. So there's this moment, and this happens like pretty early on, so it's not really like a spoiler or anything. But Seto Kaiba, motherfucking Seto Kaiba, who is the <laughs> most serious guy ever. Every time Kaiba smiles, <sighs> a puppy dies. <laughs> Hello, can I help you? If you can't, it certainly wouldn't surprise me. Not that it's any of your business, but I came to see the card. Me? Duel you? I would have more of a challenge playing solitaire. What? He is so serious. And he doesn't have to be. And I think, like, one instance that shows this more than any other is, like, he's obsessed with Yugi. Basically, at the beginning, Yugi beats him in the card game. He's devastated about it. So he gets to a point where he can finally, like, face Yugi again. They face off. And Kaiba, in order to win this battle, basically threatens to kill himself. So then he wins the battle. Like, because it's like, I'm going to step off this cliff if you do this or this. And then so, like, Yugi doesn't do the thing. And so Kaiba wins the battle. And then for, like, the next season, Kaiba's like, remember that time I won that battle against you? And it's like, Kaiba, no. You took the coward's way out. <laughs> Kaiba, you did not win that. That was not, that was a shame, shameful win. Yeah. And he talks about, and everybody takes it so seriously, which just, it cracks me up because they're like, yeah, Kaiba really, you remember when Kaiba really, like, he showed Yugi. No. no <laughs> Yugi really was going to win. It's <laughs> just. Beautiful. So, yeah, that's like my basic rant. So, you have favorite moments and moments that really stuck with you. Do you have a character that, like, anytime they're on screen is just the best? Is it Kaiba? Because <laughs> Kaiba ruins everything. I do really love Kaiba. Only just because... It's because he's so serious. Like, okay. So, in later seasons, they start getting into, like, these god cards. And, like, so basically these god cards, they're, like, very serious. They're, like, the best. Like, you basically, like, whenever there's a god card... Like, you're doomed. Like, you're basically, you're going to lose that match. And so, Kaiba's card is called Obelisk the Tormentor. My god, that dude mentions it every chance he can. And it, 
it's one of these points where when he's on screen, I'm like, Kaiba's gonna say Opalus the Tormentor, <laughs> and lo and behold, he does every single time. And it's like, Kaiba, I don't know what you need, but you need something. You need help. <laughs> you <laughs> need something. Help you. And it's just, it's great. Like, I love characters like that where they're so serious, it's ridiculous, and honestly, like, Kaiba is totally that. And the thing that's really weird about Yu-Gi-Oh! is it's made to be cool, you know? Like, it's got that style, it's got that aesthetic. I know, like, the way that we're talking about it, it doesn't sound like it, but it's they're all drawn in, like, this very aesthetic way. Like, if they're, like, meant to look, I don't know, like, punk rockers. Like, they're all dressed. They got these weird flowy capes. They're wearing a million belts, you know? Like, it's the that cool. vibe. <laughs> the cool kids. But then... So many of them just don't come off as cool. And, I mean, even, okay, I think maybe one of my other favorite characters, like, just being an adult, is Yugi and Yami Yugi. They they make fun of this hard in Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series, too. Because, so basically, and again, maybe this is because in the Season Zero thing, they didn't mention some of this stuff. So, Yugi, very small. Like, you'll see, like, he is much smaller than all the other characters. But he's got this thing where he will, like, transform. And he'll transform into, like, a bigger Yugi that has a deeper voice. It's like... Playtime is over, Kaiba. <laughs> now, Kaiba... Prepare yourself, because it's time to duel. It's a whole thing with, like, the Egyptian background stuff about this. But he'll transform, and nobody will say anything about it. Like, they, like I think there was even this one part very early on where they're like, oh, wow, whenever Yugi's in, like, these card battles, like, he really, like, gets into it. And, and they're like, yeah, like, I don't even think that he knows what's going on. And I'm like, do you? Because he is a different person. <laughs> he is not the same height. His voice is different. How did you not know this? It's like, it's the same thing that bothers me with Sailor I Moon. I was just about to say, <laughs> is it the stupid shit with Sailor Moon where, like, uh, Tuxedo Mask and her are, like, in love with their counterparts and then feel guilty in the relationship and it's just, it just pisses me off. I'm like, it's this, she doesn't have a mask. Like, it's just Serena. I know Sailor Moon is like another very beloved anime from this generation and it I can't get behind it because of this and I think there was this one episode I don't know if you made me watch it or if it was somebody else or if I just saw it randomly I'm not sure basically he transforms in front of her and so she has this whole moment of like oh they're the same people so then Serena transforms into Sailor Moon in front of him and he has the same realization and I'm like Yep, I showed you that. It, it happens in, like, the movie R, the Rose one. Because essentially, for whatever reason, they're on a fucking asteroid. And, you know, Serena has to turn to Sailor Moon and save the world. And so she transforms and her epic music comes on. And Darian goes, my love! Like, just suddenly realizing it. I'm like, you idiot! Like, even the main villain knew like, he was, like, he pieced it together immediately. Yeah, because she looks exactly the same. She's wearing a different outfit. You put on different clothes and you're a different person. Yeah. Well, it's trying to do the whole suspending disbelief, like, with Superman. People are like, he just puts on glasses. I'm like, yeah, but you have to think you're not going to assume you work with Superman. You're not going to look for him. And so having just the glasses and, like, slight hair change is enough because it's the whole, oh, man, I work with Superman. You would think he would look different in person all this stuff. With stupid Sailor Moon, she's with the same group of fucking people. She changes just her outfit. Yeah. And, like, and she also, she has a ridiculous haircut. Yeah. Like, have, it's, she has this very specific haircut. She doesn't change it when she transforms. It's like, okay, maybe if, like, everybody had that haircut, maybe then I would believe you. Her. But she's the only one. Yeah. And I think she might even... Well, actually, one of the other Sailor Moon people has, has blonde hair, but it just... <laughs> I can suspend disbelief with Superman. 
I in this moment I cannot suspend this no, belief no, in I Sailor can't. Moon. It, like I said, what especially kills me is like there's villains that know right away, and yet her boyfriend slash also has a secret identity and could probably figure it out really easily. They just fucking don't. Why? <laughs> and you know, at least with Tuxedo Mask, he does wear a mask. He's got a thing. I could I could see Tuxedo Mask, even though yeah, he does look like the same person, but he does try to at least hide himself. But yeah. Sailor Moon. Serena doesn't. You're not going to convince me of this. You're not going to convince me that literally everybody knows who she is. And they're just all pretending for some reason. Yeah. This is an elaborate ruse. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I don't even know how we... <laughs> we are talking about, like, oh. Yugi being the same slash different person when he card battles. And everybody's like, what? Yeah, and it <laughs> takes... I think... I want to say it takes, like, two seasons before they acknowledge it. And then they're just like, yeah, he's a different person. And I'm like, no fucking shit. (laughs) This was obvious. As a child, I knew The first time he did it, he's not the same. Like, I understand he looks the same, kind of. Like, he's got the same, but he grows. Like, a whole foot and a half. It's not, like, an insignificant amount. And his voice is complete. Like, because it's like, you know, when he's a kid, he's got the little... Like, kind of kitty kind of voice. And then he's got the adult man, super hot kind of voice when he's an adult. And it's like, no. <laughs> it just makes no sense. <sighs> That's enough. <laughs> enough. Okay. Well, I have another question. So, I know with Pokemon, there's a bunch of episodes, like, when you go from the Japanese version to the American version, they cut and, like, banned. And I've seen them. <laughs> Are there episodes like that with Yu-Gi-Oh? I know you were talking about, like, season zero, how they just that whole thing from both of them but are there weird translations like you said they cut like the sexy and everything are there episodes you can find that are just like bizarre in that way i don't think so from at least what i know so some of what they did so like for the sexy thing they took a lot of cards that were like women with cleavage and like would change like I think like there was like a specific card where they wore like a bra thing and like on the bra it had like points at the nipples and they took that away in the American version I think it's like that in the Japanese version but I don't think that they took out any episodes I think just because they edited this thing all to hell there's just so much that they just took out, like, just in the episodes. But then, like, it's even weird, too, because, like, instead of them just, like, taking out a scene, or honestly, if they took away an episode, that would almost be better. Oh, yeah, here's half of it. You can see half of this guy's face because he's got a knife in the lower half and you can't see the knife. I mean, like, especially, too, because, like, some of the characters or the the card characters are somewhat violent. You've got these, like, fierce-looking dragons. You've got, like, some of the card characters have swords. So I'm like, why can't people have knives? Like, why can't he have a gun? I don't really... Like, there's, like, Only when char- fantasy. <laughs> yeah, there's characters that have, like, gun-type weapons in the cards. They can't have real guns. That's too much. They're children. <laughs> yeah, they are children. And their parents are just not They're around. Just gone. <laughs> and it's just... That is the other thing that very much upsets me about this show that I realized the other day when I was watching this. You know, in Pokemon, they at least have, like, reasons and stuff. And you know what? You suspend disbelief a little bit. You're like, okay, this is a fantasy realm. It's very nice. Whatever. In Yu-Gi-Oh!, it's like, it legitimately doesn't make sense. They're, like, in high school. (laughs) It's like, nobody cares that you're gonna go to this island for, like, a month? (laughs) Do you have parents? (laughs) Do your parents care? (laughs) Nobody in the shadow realm. Yeah, nobody (laughs) seems to care. Like Yuki has a grandpa. That's like one of the plot points. Is he has a grandpa? His grandpa gets like captured, and he's like gonna go back after him. There's like other characters, like, and they're all high school aged, and they never seem to have parents, and it's weird. Seems to happen in animes where they're just like kids don't want to see parents on TV. (laughs) It's. I mean, it's not necessarily like I want to see them. I just want something. No, they're there. I want, like, some kind of, like, I want you to have tried to convince me why they're not in high school currently. Especially when the beginning of the season shows them literally in classes. Don't our parents even care that we're missing? And then just halfway through, they just drop out or something. And nobody seems to care. And they're just doing a card game. 
Yeah, and then, like, later, I think they come back, and then they go do a different, like, month-long thing. And, it, like, I don't think it's summer break. They could they could have said it was summer break. <laughs> they could have done something. <laughs> they could have said it was summer break, and their parents were fine with it. Here's some shit. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Just serious. Last question I have. Well, let me ask you a question. Oh, right. Okay, so, I mean, you already said that, like, you didn't really watch Yu-Gi-Oh!, did you, do you have any of, like, these shows that, like, you think of as, like, a guilty pleasure kind of kid show? Like, it's not necessarily good, but when you watch it, it makes you feel feel good, even though it's bad. Probably Powerpuff Girls. I don't think Powerpuff Girls is bad, though. It's not great, though. <laughs> it's, it, it, I'm trying to think if there are any actual bad ones, because most of mine are considered, st- people still really like it. Powerpuff Girls is kind of weird. I will give you that. Like, it's weird that it works. Because, like, the thing is, is basically they're, like, six. They're, like, five or six. And then they, like, fight crime. The TV, it's, like, really good. It's really strange. (laughs) The premise of it does not seem like anybody would like this, but. I think one of the other ones is probably Angry Beavers. That is not a good show. And I love that. I just still don't even understand the plot of that show. (laughs) I don't think there was. I don't think so. It's just two brothers that hate each other but live together. Yeah, I think it's like sitcom. It's basically like sitcom humor. Where it's like, sometimes on sitcoms there's not really a plot. It's just like, we did a funny. This is here now in your brain. Here's a situation. (laughs) I think Powerpuff Girls is my one that like, not, people know about it obviously, but I love that show more than anybody else. (laughs) Like, I love that show so much. I'm Bubbles, so it's fine. <laughs> That's fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is weird, too, because when I was younger, I remember really loving Powerpuff Girls, but I remember really loving it from the fact of, like, I was a very young girl Yeah. type of way. To me, it's like, I don't know why I still love that show, because it's... I think that's how it starts. Like, you're just like, they're girls. Like, I'm a girl. It's so great. We're superheroes. And then it just, it never left me. Like, I just always loved that show. I just, every time I watch it, there's something new for me to just be like, that's so fucking great. When I started getting into comic books, they do a whole episode making fun of the Justice League, basically. And to me, that's so great. Like, they just start digging into these really obscure nerd shit. And it's yeah. awesome. It is. It is definitely weird. I mean, like, I mean, we think we were talking about this the other day, but, like, watching Spongebob and, like, all the stuff that, like, as an adult, when you watch it, you're like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was very I mean, dirty. S for Spongebob or S for Sandy. That way they can identify our bodies. Like, that That did not hit me as a kid. And I'm like, oh, it's because they're, like, dental wreck. Like, they're dead. <laughs> like, and they have to, because they're going to be so massacred by the, oh, <laughs> I, I got it as a kid. Like, I understood they were making a joke about how they wouldn't be surviving this, but not to that degree, I guess. Yeah. But then there was the ones that they knew were inappropriate, and my parents still let me watch. I'm like, who? What? Why did I like that? Like, Deuce Bigelow. Do you remember that movie? I don't think I watched it, but I know you I it. loved that movie. Yeah. No, I didn't understand a single fucking joke. Like, I don't know what it was about that movie. That I liked, because I didn't, I know I didn't understand all the jokes. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like, when I was a kid, I watched, like, one of the biggest TV shows that I watched under the age of 10 was Friends, which is, like, not really the most kid-friendly show. I mean, it's not terrible. You don't understand the situations. Like, they're not something you would find funny. Like, it's... Yeah, I don't know why I watched so much of it, but, like, I watched, like, a tremendous amount of Friends, like, under the age of 10. Yeah, I, there's so many movies and shows that I'm like, why did I like that? Like, there's no reason I should have liked that at that age. Like, it makes no sense. <laughs> Joey and Phoebe were funny, and I guess that was enough for me. I think it just ages with you. Like, you start with Joey and Phoebe, and then you start to like Chandler, and then, like, it just changes. Well, also, I think, too, I think, like, there is some of the, when you're a kid, you really want to be an adult. So, like, you'll see, like, adults doing certain things, and you're like, okay, like, I want to do that because I see them doing that, and they like that, and that makes me, like, less of a child. (laughs) I guess. That's still funny, the things that stick, because nobody in my family really liked the movie Deuce Bigelow, and yet that was my thing for whatever reason. (laughs) Yeah, and then there's just, just random stuff. Random 
should have been a lot weirder than I am <laughs> based on these things. That's okay. On the weirdness, of, as I said the last episode, on the weirdness scale from the sun to Pluto, you're Pluto. Woo! So you can't... I could have been another solar system. <laughs> you had that you in <laughs> Yeah, this is what became of this. Okay. All right, what is your your question? You said you have one more question. You one more. To ask me. So, watching the show, did that ever make you want to play the card game and collect? Did you collect the cards? Did you do that? I did a little bit. I would say I was so like in that aspect. I was definitely more into Pokemon. It made more <laughs> sense. It was easier to play. Well, <laughs> it was also weird when I was a kid because I could never get people to play with me. So I don't think I ever actually played any of them really I might have played like a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh because I think I had like one friend who did kind of understand it and like he played with me like maybe once but I don't I don't think I ever understood how to play Pokemon I think I tried very hard and I still didn't understand from what I understand now from my husband they are both basically direct ripoffs of Magic the Gathering a child version <laughs> yeah, although I don't entirely understand how that works with Yu-Gi-Oh! Because I didn't play Yu-Gi-Oh! Is there, like, land and magic? I don't remember that part of it. No. There's, um, like, artifacts and action cards and things like that, but there's no land cards from what I okay. remember. Well, or if there I were, think... I threw them out. <laughs> like, I was okay. like, what the fuck is that? Because Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> I bought it to sell and trade and barter and manipulate, okay? okay. So I... What I remember are those particular face cards and then the particular, like, artifacts, like the Jar of Greed and that kind of shit that people wanted. Mm -hmm. And then, because I was a cute girl, I also got free cards from every nerd that came into my vicinity. And then I just manipulated and traded and worked my way around. Yeah. That's how well, I ended up with a Game Boy, actually, was through Pokemon cards. Is because my parents, like I said in the video game episode, like, my parents didn't let me have these consoles and things. I really wanted a Game Boy, and I ended up, like, manipulating some poor young boy who thought it was cute into trading cards for his Pokemon Blue and his Game Boy. <laughs> that poor kid. You knew him. He went to our school. Oh. You'll have to tell me. Yeah. You'll have to funny. tell me all. <laughs> Hilarious. I did that, and, like, with Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, I would get free cards. Like, people would give me their duplicates and stuff, because they thought mm. it was cute, and then I would trade it all up. Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't collect enough of them to know. The other thing I will say, because I probably didn't mention this early on, if you want to watch Yu-Gi-Oh! the anime to understand the card game, don't do that. Because, <laughs> honestly... This card game is a load of bollocks. Oh my gosh, like, it makes zero sense in in there. Like, I, there are still things I definitely don't understand about the game. I mean, even this aspect of, like, land or power or whatever it is that they do in there. You get the impression sometimes from watching it that basically the way you're supposed to play it is turn-based. You get a chance to use a monster, you get a chance to attack, you get a chance to like either put use down a card or use a trap card, right? You have chances to do all this in one round. And then after that, after you have your certain set of actions, it goes to the next person and they get a chance to do that. There are times, however, <laughs> that people will do completely multiple actions. There are times when people will put down many, 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 many monster cards all at once. Yami Yugi, I know you believe in the heart of the cards. You keep saying it all the time. Don't entirely what know what that this? means. <laughs> You're cheating. <laughs> that is what's happening. Maybe Kaiba cheats sometimes too. I get that. You're cheating right now. <laughs> you can't do that. I think I understand some of this game and I'm pretty sure you can't do that. <laughs> Because I think, like, Kaiba does that a lot. And I think, I think like, basically they, like, play it off as, like, drama, essentially. Well, I know there's, like, artifact cards. Like, I think that's part of the Jar of Greed is that you could do multiple actions and, like, that kind of thing. That's why that card was always talked about and sought after. And I think there's also multiple monsters that are, like, bridge monsters where you can play, like, if you have both those cards, you play. I think there's stuff like that. Don't misquote me. Like, someone's going to go on here like, no, 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 it makes any sense. Like, what, what? It was a child's card game. Like, it doesn't make sense. I, it doesn't make sense. That's just what I vaguely remember. I think from the way that I understand it, it is supposed to play like magic. Because, like, even there is, like, this component of, like, attack and the defense. And there is kind of that, you know, in magic. 
But I don't know. I just don't really under. I haven't played it now. I mean, but like the thing let's is, let's get some too... Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Let's figure it out. Let's do an episode where we're like, we're trying to play Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> and we don't. <laughs> we yeah. as adults, it's even harder. <laughs> but that's like that's kind of the same thing about Pokemon too. Is like Pokemon does play a lot like Magic, and like from what I understand, a bunch of these companies got sued. Like for this. <laughs> because essentially, Magic did it first, and then all of these card games essentially just like exactly copied them. And it makes sense. Like, if anybody's played Pokemon, they'll probably kind of know. Well, I mean, okay, you also have to play Magic for this to make sense. But, like, there are basically, like, land cards in Pokemon. And it's like, you have to use them to do that. It's like the same thing that happens. Yeah, those energy cards that you threw out. (laughs) Yeah, they're important to actually play the game. No, we didn't care. (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, I think I definitely had some Yu-Gi-Oh cards, but... I was way more into Pokemon cards when I was a kid. Like, I had, like, folders of Pokemon cards. I probably had, like, a handful of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and I only had it because the one kid played it, and, yeah. I, I mainly liked Yu-Gi-Oh, the TV show. <laughs> that is my claim to fame on this subject. I didn't, I didn't read the manga. People can roast me for that, because I know people who like the manga, like, are like, man, the TV show... Nothing like it. Reading some of the stuff that I read about it being like Saul, basically. I agree. No fight here. <laughs> you are right. Would I like it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, maybe. <laughs> I think I'm different. I might be a bit too old. <laughs> but maybe, I don't know, maybe not. I get kind of weird sometimes about reading stuff when they're very young. It's, it yeah. is a little bit strange to read about, like, high school. Like, I can do it sometimes, but I don't know. I wonder if I would be able to do it a long time. This was Passion for Your Passions with Julie and Krista, where we talked about Yu-Gi-Oh! the TV show. Next episode is our intermission episode. It's been six months. We're halfway through. Time for your intermission. Go get your drinks and popcorn. <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I was trying to think of Vader Zim where it's like mysterious mysteries behind the secret door. Like I couldn't, I couldn't think of it. We've done fourteen up. Ep- Wait, we've done thirteen episodes. Can you guess what the fourteenth will be? <laughs> Can you on this next episode with <laughs> Gilbert, Julie, and Krista?